Hello and welcome to the first episode of Politically Correct, a weekly podcast that simplifies politics for the newest generation of voters. I'm Melissa Baker. I'm Jack Thompson. We do the research and you hear the results. Politically Correct is a podcast in two parts. In the first, we bring you the week's most intriguing news stories, and in the second, we take a deep dive into the most pressing political issues and how each candidate stands. So what's been happening this past week, Melissa? Well, recently, Ben Carson actually said something super controversial about bathrooms, and guess where it happened? Uh, Texas. <laughs> right on the dot. How, actually, did, I, how it, did I know? Yes, it did happen in Texas. happened in Houston. They recalled an ordinance uh, that was actually pertaining to uh, gay rights and um, gender rights, and it happens to do with transgenders and, and how they'll go to the bathroom, and it seems like such an issue that we wouldn't think about. But yeah, I mean, where do they go? Right. It's been this huge issue because obviously it's a very, very sensitive topic, but women like Caitlyn Jenner have brought a huge, shed a huge light on what seems to be more and more of an issue. So what Ben Carson ac- actually said is this. Dr. Carson, should transgender men and women use any public bathroom they choose? Uh, How about we have a transgender bathroom? Would that be your solution, your proposal? Sure. Absolutely. There is absolutely no... How how would that work? It it is not fair uh, for them to make everybody else uncomfortable. It's one of the things that I don't particularly like about the movement. And what's interesting about this is that Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee has joked about transgender um, transgender lifestyle, and he said that when he was in high school, he wished he would have known about this, dressed up as a woman, gone into the showers with the other female high school students, and spied on them. Yeah, that's a little weird. It's a little well, weird, and it's just weird that politics politicians are taking this so lightly. Yeah. That seems like a that seems slightly insensitive. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a totally new challenge that we're facing, mm-hmm. but it just seems like a, a lot of the comments these people are making. Like, of course, Ben Carson might say, "Yeah, we should make transgender bathrooms," but as a high school student, like the idea of putting transgender bathrooms in this high school would be ridiculous. I like it's it's you, hard. I mean, where do you even put? I mean, like most floor plans, like where do you even put a, a third, third bathroom? Yeah, a third yeah. bathroom. There's family bathrooms in some like huge sports yeah. stadiums or big, you know, whatever. But that even then, it's like the, the, there might be one family bathroom to like every five female and male restrooms. So it's really, it's just interesting, and it's a huge. I mean, it's these political issues that we want to talk about and really put out there because this is what our generation is facing and these are you know especially this round of candidates are surprisingly old you know that normally there's a lot of young guys but not men and women but not Mm -hmm. not this time around and it's weird and it's interesting that they're going to have to face the challenges of our generation from a completely different standpoint so what do you think they should do about this all so i i'd like to say that I mean, yes, it's a weird issue that that we wouldn't think we'd need to encounter, but I think there's got to be some some middle ground. Yeah. I think transgender people, from what from what I know about them, is a lot of times they're very self conscious mm-hmm. um, initially, right away, especially if they do these procedures, mm-hmm. and it's it's they're not trying to 
yeah. be super open and super creepy. I mean, they, I think the family right. the family bathrooms make a lot of sense to me. Like that's where I see it going. I think so too, and I think they're not, you know, trying to freak anyone out. There's obviously, I mean, this is becoming super normal, and it's it's absolutely a lifestyle, and it's 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 what's happening. It's absolutely normal, but there are, you know. <laughs> grandpas grandmas out there that if they maybe they don't know but if they saw this they might really you know yeah freak out and you know that's why that's why ben carson is addressing these issues and he's not the only one so it's just uh it's it's a really interesting thing what do you think jack yeah like i said i i think the family bathrooms make the most sense i don't know if you want to put a family bathroom in every single building uh, and, and call it a family bathroom. I don't know if the family bathroom's the most good word to call it. Um, but I think they, I think that people will have problems if there are transgender who are biologically or, or originally, uh, another gender and they're in their bathroom. Um, right. I, I don't know how I would feel about it. I've never run, I've never been in that situation, but I, I think that, definitely is an issue and I don't think there is really an easy answer. I don't think it's black or white. Things there's a lot of gray. Yeah, welcome to politics. That was not the only story in the news. We obviously had 7 days and a lot of things to talk about. What's one more? So this didn't exactly happen in the last week. Back in, it was 2012, I believe, uh, Marco Rubio, um, he was given an American Express charge card, not a credit card. A charge card is what he claims it was. Um, But he, uh, it was a credit card that he had charged personal and campaign-related charges to. And there was a lot of controversy around it uh, because obviously that doesn't look great on the surface right if someone's charging personal charges to a uh, card that was given by the republican party donald trump originally was a whistleblower i mean he is a disaster with his credit cards you know he he certainly lives above his means there's no question about that if you take if you look a little deeper there was like a ten thousand dollar family reunion in georgia that was on this credit card he claims in his memoir that he did have uh, purchases that he did regret on this credit card. So it's it's all very confusing. But in an interview on Good Morning America, Marco was asked about this, and he said that he was given an American Express charge card, not a credit card, but a charge card. And he did, in fact, use it for personal expenses. And he also used it for campaign-related expenses. But the card was under his name. It was linked with his credit. The bill was sent to his personal home every month and he would go through it and he would pay off all of his personal expenses. I think he's in the clear, but it's interesting. You want to believe the guy, but at the same time, like he did really set himself up for, I mean, right for failure. It it makes you, you know, politics, a huge issue and it is trust. And if you have a guy with a, with a card for a for the Republican party, and I read stuff about how he had charged to the convenience store and gone to alcohol, like yeah. to alcohol and and you know made purchases at the bar with this card it's like for $12 like are you are you spending $12 with that why aren't you using your own money it just 
And I think it brings up questions. Yeah, and I think he really, really realizes that managing his finances that way probably wasn't the smartest way to go about it. In hindsight, I would do it different to avoid all this confusion. But the Republican Party never paid a single expense of mine, personal expense. So this is unfortunately, you know, when this was initially reported in the press, it was you know made into something bigger than it truly is. I wouldn't do it the same way again to avoid all these stories. But yeah, so uh, really, he it makes him a huge target now. That it's until he he says he's going to release the history of the credit card in the next few weeks, which doesn't exactly look good doesn't, either. Doesn't seem like That's, a pressing issue to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. Uh, we'll come back. But And a recap. Mm-hmm. But I would say also with the way that this has been exposed by Trump, it really shows a new sort of approach to this, to this uh, group of candidates because until this... It seems like they've all sort of been going along, yeah. propping themselves up, right. fixing their own campaigns, and now... He wasn't even called out by someone from the Democratic Party. It was within yeah, the GOP. Yeah, they're starting to go after each other, and I think I think that, you know, there's, there's different approaches to politics, but this is definitely one of them, yeah. and you start to expose each other, and I think we're going to get some interesting stories out of these guys. I mean, they're... Like I said, they're older candidates. They've been through a lot. Mar- Marco's relatively young compared to the rest. I That's think true. he's a 44. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's definitely the youngest guy, and I and I guess it shows. Um, and this is it's interesting because he, he was just starting to go up in the polls because yeah. he's a younger guy. He has Hispanic vote. He has huge Hispanic support. Yeah, he's Cuban descent, right? Right. I but I mean, even then, he he's definitely vying for their rights. He's got a lot of young Republican vote and. It's interesting that right as he starts to gain a little ground, Trump, Trump yeah. and his, his campaign definitely targets him. And, so. and, the, and the Bush's campaign has also commented on it. They, they said uh, he's a risk, quote, a risky bet. Really? Um, yeah. That's interesting. So Because I, I heard uh, Jeb Bush and how he talked about how he didn't want to, he wanted to make sure his campaign was clean and he yeah. didn't want to go after candidates. I got a lot of really cool things that I could do other than sit around being miserable listening to people demonize me and me feeling compelled to demonize them. That is a joke. Elect Trump if you want that. Yep. And I mean, it, it does, it's... It reflects onto him, though. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely... I, it wasn't a very good way to go about his finances. No. It doesn't look good, and even if he's telling the truth, and I hope he is, and I feel bad for, it, for him if he is, but it doesn't look good, and there's no yep. real way you can... Just like just like Hillary Clinton with her emails, like yeah. that's now yeah. that that's going to be something he's going to have to continue to address. Mm-hmm. As you know, as as you know, small as it may seem, that's going to be something that the other politicians will just bag on him for for a couple weeks, just to you know make sure everyone knows about it. On Politically Correct, we do more than just recap the weekend news. We also like to take a deep dive onto a big political issue for our generation specifically. This week, Social Security. Social Security is a fund that we pay into throughout our lives, and eventually the idea is that at 65, we get that money back. But what's interesting for us is that we won't be getting it back. Yeah, for us meaning young, it's when, when's it supposed to run out? 
2033 is what its projected date to run out is, which means our parents, our parents are just at that exact cutoff date. And us, so like another 18 years. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's definitely something that we'll see evolve mm-hmm. in, in our lifestyle. Not in our lifestyle, it's, but as we as we continue to live, it's definitely going to be an issue, especially for the 65-year-olds. Because I remember talking um, to my history teacher about this, and he said, you know, the whole reason that this became a huge um, push, Social Security, was because the workforce was too old and they wouldn't retire because they mm-hmm. didn't have any money. This is Great Depression time. Yeah. And so we implement this great idea, like, yes, now you have a retirement a savings account. Mm-hmm. And without this, and although, you know, you might come from a family, which obviously they might have a savings account retirement fund, some people don't think about that. And they really rely on these $11,000, $12,000 a year. We have millions of seniors struggling Twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars a year. I will not accept. So you cutting. wouldn't accept raising the age? Of course not. What about means testing? Uh, do billionaires yeah. and millionaires deserve uh, that's to collect the, the same amount yeah. that you collect? Yeah, but they're not collect. talking about millionaires and billionaires. They're talking about lowering it to forty thousand dollars a year. Social security but, is any means testing acceptable? No, it's a to universal you? program. Everybody deserves to put into it. Everybody deserves to get a benefit of it. We can extend that program by not asking anybody more than the top 2% to contribute more into it. That's what we got. In true liberal fashion, Sanders definitely defends this. He says, my view is when you have millions of seniors in this country trying to get by, and I don't know how they do on 11, 12, and $13,000 a year, you don't cut Social Security, you expand it. Uh, Sanders wants to increase the income tax, and this gets down to the gritty stuff. I mean, this isn't exactly your most exciting stuff, but this is what we need to talk about. There's a conservative view on it, too. I mean, they, you hate to say no. You know, you hate to be the guy that's like, no, we can't continue Social Security because you just lost votes. So, I mean, yeah. they're all they're all supporting it. They're saying different things. The conservative idea is to push back the age of collection. Let me ask you about Social Security. You recently said you favor raising the retirement age for Social Security. Uh, to what age? I think it needs to be phased in over an extended period of time. I've seen ideas that are 68, for example. So people that already have this, this supplement, supplemental retirement system, which is a contract, I don't think we violate that. For people that are about ready to be, be beneficiaries of, of their supplemental retirement, I don't think we change that. But we need to look over the horizon and begin to phase in over an extended period of time going from 65 to 68 or 70. And that by itself will help sustain the retirement system for anybody under the age of 40. What about means testing? I think it ought to be considered for sure. You do think so? I do so, yeah. Pushing the age back to 68 or 70, what do you think about that? That's probably not the most popular solution to the issue. Yeah. Uh, I I, I certainly uh, don't think that yeah, I wouldn't want to push it back. Um, but it's, at the same time, what do you do? It has to be a combination of... Uh, right. I mean, what's weird, what's interesting about this is that Hillary Clinton had some... She was really, really sort of back and forth about the way she answered this question. And you'll be able to tell here in her quote during the Democratic debate. And Secretary, Secretary Clinton, it's not just college tuition... Senator Sanders is talking about expanding Social Security and giving all Americans Medicare. What's wrong with that? Well, let me address uh, college affordability because I have a a plan that I think will really um, zero in on what the problems are. First, 
all the 40 million Americans who currently have student debt will be able to refinance their debt to a low interest rate. That will save thousands of dollars for people who are now struggling under this cumbersome, burdensome uh, college debt. As a young student in Nevada said to me, the hardest thing about going to college should not be paying for it. So then we have to make it more affordable. How do we make it more affordable? My plan would enable anyone to go to a public college or university tuition free. You would not have to borrow money for tuition. But I do believe, and maybe it's because I worked when I went through college, I worked when I went through law school, I think it's important for everybody to have some part of getting this accomplished. That's why I call it a compact. Secretary so yes, Clinton. I would like students to work 10 hours a week Can you answer in the order to make it possible for them to afford their education. And I want colleges to get their costs down. They are outrageously high Secretary in what Clinton, they're charging. The question was not just about tuition, though. It was about Senators, uh, Senator Sanders' plan to expand Social Security, to make Medicare available to all Americans. Is that something that you would support? And if not, why not? Well, I, I fully support Social Security. And the most important fight we're going to have is defending it against continuing Republican efforts you want to, to privatize it? it. I want to enhance the benefits for the poorest recipients of Social Security. We have a lot of women on Social Security, particularly widowed and single women who didn't make a lot of money during their careers. And they are impoverished and they need more help from the Social Security system. Jenny. And I will focus I will focus on helping those people who need it the most. And of course, I'm going to defend Social Security. I'm going to look for ways to try to make sure it's solvent into the future. Um, and we we also need to talk about health care at some time Senator because Sanders, we agree on the goals. We just on disagree on the means in the Congress. Eventually, she defends Social Security, but it's interesting she's said, you know, we want to make sure widows and women, that they're the ones that are especially reaping the benefits. Maybe we don't pay out to everyone, but we make sure those specific people get it. And I think that's sort of a ploy for women vote. I don't know that that was so much, yeah, like the women should get it and, and the widows should get it. And yes, but, you know, you, yeah, you, you left out a lot of people. There's a lot. Yeah. That, I mean. And she definitely, she is the, is the, I mean, there's Carly in the Republican debate, but she's a huge female candidate. And mm -hmm. obviously she wants female vote. And it was interesting because initially in her campaign, she didn't have a huge female support group. And so now I think she's gaining that back. She's trying to, she's doing things like this too. But yeah. Yeah. You know, is this true or is this something you say on national television to get some more women to check yes under your name? You I, don't, know? I don't know how realistic that, that would be. I don't know how you would get people to pass that. Uh, right. I think that's why I think these debates are so interesting. You know, you, you have these huge issues and they just, oh, what would I do? They're, but and they're no. simple answers. And right. for very, very complex right. questions and issues. But, you ha you know, you have to get to the base of it at some point. Right. And it's it's 2033. So, I mean, we still have a little bit of time before it runs out. But it, it's... It, yeah, yeah, but... In I mean, a time like this, it's a good time to touch on it to see who right. will put you in the right direction. And the other thing, you know, you're not even thinking about, yes, there's going to be 65-year-olds who who just turn 65 in 2033 and need it. 2032 or something like, yeah. Yeah, but there's also going to be people who are, you know, 75, 80 
and then it becomes 2033 and they've been relying on it and they get and cut off away. when they're 85. Yeah. And they they haven't been working for 20 years there's and no now way they, they have can, no income. Yeah, I mean a lot of there's, there's there needs to be a solution here and in my my opinion of it is maybe we you know of course there's black there's white there's gray and i think maybe we push back the age i think that's going to get a lot of hate from a lot of people but that's a way more conservative approach um than yeah we need to increase income tax i mean income tax is already you know there's already huge caps yeah. on it and that's i mean that's a huge thing that's got to be passed again so it just depends you know i but pushing the age back, I don't know how, what that would do. Push it, like pushing the age back, like in the near future, right? I, would that it how would, how it, all it would, would do, that prolong? Yes, all would it, that make us last to twenty forty? I right. mean, all it's go, all it's gonna do is delay the inevitable. But you know, I hate to be like, yeah, maybe a little more time will help them solve it. They have eighteen years, mm-hmm. but as we're coming up, it seems weird that I. You know, now we're talking about it. We're yeah. really early on the gun here, but I mean, better to be talking about it now than. I see it. It's gonna twenty thirty is gonna roll around, and then it's actually gonna be an issue. I I mean, well, they'll have to solve it before then. There's yeah. no way twenty thirty three comes. They have zero dollars left, yeah. and then they're like, oh. But I would just be surprised if this is a, still a big topic. Right. I think this is definitely gonna be solved if not solved, like substantially addressed in the next four years with the president. Whoever will win, I think they they will be the one that addresses it and makes the change because that's hundreds of thousands of millions of Americans who are dependent and, you know, it's not something they can just say, oh, never mind, you know, and then, okay, there goes our, you know. You've been paying it your whole life. You deserve something right right and we're the ones we're paying it to any any of our peers if you guys have a job if you i do jack does i mean yeah uh so how much really is social security what's being exactly taken out of your paycheck so the actual amount is only 6.2 percent but that adds up and it's not just 6.2 percent to you but it's it's also to your employer employer, yeah both sides if you're self-employed you're playing you're paying 12.4 percent on every paycheck. Yeah. And that, I mean, 12.4%. I mean, we don't have to do the math. We know it's more than 10%. So $100, if it's $100, it's 10. Mm-hmm. So you're down to 90. That $10 you'll never get back. Yeah. And you, you're you, essentially just paying yeah. it to some other retiree. Yeah. And you're, yeah. That's. So for us, we're going to have to live with this. Can you imagine? $100 is 12, right? So whatever that is, however much you make, you know, it's, it's 6.2%. Start your retirement fund now, I guess. Yeah, start Cross early. your fingers. So to wrap it all up, what did we talk about? So Jack, a recap? In this episode, we talked about uh, Ben Carson and the issue that is transgender bathrooms. Uh, we also talked about Rubio's credit card controversy, and uh, we dove deep into the issue that is Social Security. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Politically Correct. Listen next week for weekly highlights and for our deep dive into the most pressing political issues of our generation. Keep in touch with us throughout the week by following our Twitter account, Policy Podcasts, that's P-O-L-I-C Podcast on Twitter. With any questions about today's podcast, please email us at politicallycorrectpodcast at gmail.com. 
Thanks for joining us today on the first episode of Politically Correct. I'm Jack Thompson. And I'm Melissa Baker. We'll see you next week.